Hello from all around the world and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn more from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest started his journey in crypto in 2017 and saw the Bitcoin price run up from $1,000 to 20 k just to fall during crypto winter in 2018 from 20 k all the way back down to $3,000. But while some felt burned by their losses and turned their back towards the crypto space, he continued down the rabbit hole and spent every day researching and studying projects and now spends his time helping his followers on their own journeys in the space. Bidum, welcome to the Crazy About Crypto show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome introduction. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so yeah. excited that you just took a little bit of your time to come on the show. I did give a little bit of background on um, your journey into crypto, but I'd like to hear a little more of the backstory of what initially drew you into the crypto space. Um, what helped you in 2017 kind of first decide, I, I need to start investing in this? Um, yeah, for me, I always uh, thought about investing and I, I had a problem, you know, getting, I'm not from a background where we, my family doesn't know a lot of finance. So mm -hmm. I'm basically the first one who's starting investing and all that. And at some point I thought I have to do something with my money and so i started to, to look into day trading which was a bad idea but I, I kept going and then people started all of a sudden um talking a lot about bitcoin so uh, obviously i had to look into it and yeah at, at first it was a lot about prices mm -hmm. but um then i i remember very um um exactly a, a moment where i went on coin market cap in uh, 2017 and it was like there were like 2100 coins on there so <laughs> not like today oh maybe less and but i was like whoa this came out of nothing like bitcoin was there and this is just you know the offspring of it and mm -hmm. that was the moment where I realized that even if, if the, uh, the projects are, are shitty, there, there are people working on it, putting time in it, putting money into it. And there is a lot of evolution and there, there, there will become something of the space. So I stuck around, uh, you know, got burned trading, got burned investing in all the ICO crazes. Uh, we, it was an emotional roller coaster, but I stuck around, looked every day into stuff and, you know, um, learned a bit still feel like, often like just scratching the surface but um yeah um still going every day yeah so the evolution of crypto is so interesting because the, there's been just different waves of new users that have come on. And um, when we were talking pr prior to the show, it was really interesting to hear how similar our backstories are in terms of how we got started. We're very similar in yeah, terms of yeah. the year and, and when we started learning about coins. And, that, and then now we're seeing a new wave because of NFTs and digital collectibles. So there's, and I think that's just going to 
continue to be a thing. You saw last year there was definitely a craze with DeFi. So yeah. every every year it just seems like there's more and more innovation coming into the space. And when there's new innovation, that means that there's going to be new users because newer new people are going to realize the uh, potential of blockchain technology and what it has to offer. Right. So yeah, so I guess one thing I want to I want to know is because I actually had quite a few friends that were in the, the crypto space back in 2018 and they got involved in some of the big coins you know one of the ones that just skyrocketed was ripple and um yeah. and then it came like crashing back down to earth and i know a lot of people that got really burned and they just had a bad taste in their mouth from investing in the crypto space so i'm curious i know that you and i both have similar stories in this way that when that burn happened i also we both saw a lot of wealth kind of disappear but we stuck around yeah. through it um what made you stick around why didn't you you, you you were just learning about the space as well. Um, why did you say, you know what, I'm I'm losing a ton of money right now, but I can't get out? Like, why why couldn't you stop learning about crypto? Well, I guess uh, the first time in crypto, I felt like my values I could combine, like my interest for speculation and for gambling and stuff, with like uh, ethics and value, and I got drawn in by the transparency the the, the you know the promises i think yeah. i saw a lot of um, stuff in the future which we, we are still not there like like just voting like governance you know yeah. this stuff is so powerful and we we're not nearly there so and yeah I love it. I, I still see it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you. So, what you're speaking on is kind of like that decentralized autonomous organization called a DAO. We, um, yeah, which was, you know, this is still being innovated, and we're not seeing even with a lot of the coins that have it in place. You don't see a lot of people that are able to vote in these protocols quite yet because they really got to have an established um, background to get it working. So, um, so. I think your story really resonates with me because I'm in a, I'm a, was in a similar standpoint. I saw a lot of projects. I, I invested in a few that did go to zero. Um, and so that's why on this show, I, I really try to stay away from talking about certain projects because I can't live with mm. myself, right? If I tell people that I'm really passionate about this and this and go get it, because what happens is... Um, if enough people talk something up, then we're going to get a lot of new people going into it. But it's better for yeah. people to learn on their own because then we see something and we were talking about this like Dogecoin, right? Where where, yeah. so, where it's just because of a meme and because someone on Twitter um, that has millions of followers wants to talk about it. Now everyone thinks this is like, this is what crypto is and we're going to make a ton of money. But in that way, like you said, it's almost like gambling and um, more people end up losing losing uh, everything or 90% of their wealth than, than making money um, because it really ties you in. It's kind of like that gambling scenario, right? Like I may, I doubled my money in Dogecoin in a month. Yeah. Like now I'm doubling down on something else until you lose it all yeah. because you keep doubling down and it's impossible to just keep gambling and, and making money in that way, right? Yeah, especially in the bull run. You know, people are very outcome oriented and they just uh, look at the results and they think 
because they won money, they did the right thing. But <laughs> yeah. you can you can win a lot of money by doing the wrong wrong thing. So it's very interesting, and they they got get burned at some point, right. some some way along the line. So I I really stick to I. I rarely do recommendations i gotta say and and really just for people that uh, i always say still you know it's your money it's your decision and i i don't like doing it i stick to you know you gotta understand what you do and you gotta be able to answer why you go into something mm -hmm. and if the answer is because i want to make money that's not the right answer i mean it's 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 a factor of course it's it's an aspect but um really understanding the value proposition of projects is so hard at times especially in the beginning and dodge you know there's not a lot of value there uh, i mean uh, you can make it up and you can pump it but there is not a lot of use case there so i stay away from stuff like that and uh, also the like like uh, while we ch we're chatting the you know the the people who are the loudest are not mostly not the most right <laughs> so I, I i i look for the you know where's not the hype so right. at the moment for where's not the hype what who is building who is really grinding the stuff and who is uh, uh, really bringing value to the space and if you look for it i i think there's uh, um i mean you will learn more if you go that down that direction and at some point where you know enough, you will really find projects. And I had this um, feeling at some point, and it, it took me years, to be honest, from, uh, it, it wasn't like 2017, it was like 2018, 19-ish, where I really found the first project where I really understood it from, you know, all around. And I really felt the first time like a real investor and don't caring about the price, just knowing I, I'll stick with it. And if it goes to zero, okay, I'm fine with it. So, it, but it took me a while. I, I love that you said that because that's kind of like as an investor, your um, the light bulb moment that people don't understand, I think, until they get to that point because of the the mistakes they make along the way. We're very emotional beings as humans, right? Like we want mm. to, we, we obviously want that wealth. Obviously, why am I investing if I'm not trying to make money? But at the mm. same point, it's very easy to get hyped up and, you know, start talking yourself up, thinking that you're going to do great things. And then you are humbled because you're knocked down on your ass, right? You're like, oh, yeah. okay, I really, uh, I guess I don't know what I'm doing. And you, you start to, you know, self-reflect until you get to this point point where it's like, you know, I, I have the same scenario where I almost, um, I put a lot of my investments in a couple bags because I just really believed in the projects and the teams behind them. Mm -hmm. And we, I went on a wild ride where I, you know, in 2018 or late 2019, even when we were kind of going all over the place, um, seeing some of that wealth go from 90, 80 to 90% of the value being lost in the coin. And, and you know yeah. what, if, if I would have taken my money out, I would have regretted it. Cause now from where I got in, it's up 300 to 400%. And it's because yeah. you, you, you've got to have conviction. If you're investing in something that you don't have conviction about, you're going to get burned because you, you are only investing with the hope of making money without understanding what's going on behind the scenes. Right. 
Absolutely, and you're always torn. Uh, should I sell? Should I buy? You know, you 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 never uh, will be sure. And and when you invest, like I basically don't buy something for an investment if I'm not willing to hold it uh, at least a few years. So if they have like lockup periods and they have like two years, one year, three year, and I'm not able to say, yeah, uh, okay, I I do that then it's not a good investment for me. So you you have uh, most projects, and I realize that now, you know, after four years, that you have to give them three years. Uh, and of, of course, you have to look at them. But, but a lot of projects it took like forever to to get so, uh, um, some results, and, and some got amazing results. We, we see it with uh, a lot of DeFi coins and a lot of uh, other stuff. I mean, even looking at uh, Ethereum, you know, how the roller coaster from to 2000 to um, 75 bucks, and it's, it's crazy. So uh, really um, divide the value from the price, which is very hard to because people think, you know, prices go up, oh, oh something happened, or it, it, some, some great innovation happened, or prices go down, oh, no, something bad happened. <laughs> but it, it's totally de detached at times. Yeah. So, um, and figuring it out, that out is it's very hard, especially if you're not. Uh, I, I think experience is a big factor. Right, yeah. and even on the opposite end, right? You hear a lot of people when you're when you're trying to get someone to understand the value proposition of crypto and blockchain and what it's going to bring to the future. Even talking mm -hmm. to friends and family, I still have the same conversation of why don't you invest? And it's because of the volatility in the space. And so when you really yeah. think about why you're investing, if something is volatile and you're thinking, oh, it's going up and down, well, the people that are millionaires were also dealing with volatile stocks like Amazon in the 90s, yeah. right? And so yeah. if you don't take the time to really understand what you're investing in, if you would have bought shares of Apple or Amazon or Microsoft back when it was a few dollars, you'd be a multimillionaire. And it was very volatile at the time because of this is exact same stuff it was new innovation new technology and so you've got to get you've got to take your time to do your research um okay so let's move on i want to talk yeah. a little bit about what's happening right now in the crypto space and a lot of the new innovation that's happening that's really really exciting around um collectibles and nfts mm -hmm. um but at the same time right like just like in 2018 like we experienced you know we already have those uh like we our lenses are a little different because we've been through already two years of seeing the the kind of things that can happen in the yeah. space um, when you have people that give a lot of promises and never follow through or you know as soon as things get hard teams just say you know never mind we're out <laughs> we're not building anymore yeah, yeah. we'll just take our money that we got um, and so it how does this new like right now it's kind of the avatar and profile picture nft craze how does this remind you of kind of what happened in 2018 and and um if you can tie it into what's going on right now in the space i mean it reminds me a lot of the ico craze and uh, i uh, um talk a lot better about collectibles, not because I hate them, but I think it's just too much at some point. 
and where we have daily drops and and this you know really copycat uh, project um, it's it's very hard um, to um, really get the right ones mm-hmm. and I think most people buy out of the wrong reason and just flip it which you know you can do that I think it's super stressful and you you know you have to have some skills and um, usually uh, you get burned at some point or you know it's it takes some skill to do that it's a way too stressful for me and i don't think there's a lot of innovation i mean there are some pro- uh, projects that's really bringing a lot of in- innovation in you know um, the the value proposition and the smart contracts which is very interesting to look at and where you can build on it but a lot of it is just, you know, taking the same concept and using it and going for money, which I can understand. But, um, you know, it's not a great way to bring value to a, a space. So I think there's, at the moment, I, I look at different stuff because, you know, I'm, I'm uh, also I don't, understand some collectibles. I don't know if they will have value in in five years, but I'm pretty sure, you know, some of the infrastructure will be very uh, valuable in, in five years because it is mm-hmm. needed and there's no way around it. So I think I, I, I look really for essential stuff and connecting stuff and, you know, these building blocks that you find from time to time. Mm-hmm. And if you find those, I think that this is um, it's interesting and it's 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 an easier, you know, more relaxed investment for me. Yeah, I kind of what I kind of hear you saying is um, you don't really take part in the collectibles right now because you're you're kind of um, watching and seeing what's happened. You don't want to get caught up in the hype and you want to kind of watch yeah. the development more before deciding what you're going to do in that space. Yeah, I mean, I, I will look at. I think we definitely are in some you know some bubble phase mm-hmm. which is, happens always and uh, usually when nobody talks about uh, collectibles and nobody cares about them um, then it's a good time to look and maybe I will and I, I I'm it's not that I don't like collectibles. I was very big on um, on top shot even if it's a total different thing but it's still a collectible and uh, you know I, I think it's it's interesting because it touches the end user which is the first time basically where, with a lot of innovations that we had before like DeFi never got to the real end user where we wanted to be. yes uh-huh. but um, some collectibles do which is you know which is fine and it um, draws some people in and you know like like we friends and you know gary v going into the space and doing the stuff which uh, which is, is just great for for the space and and also for education and so um but you really gotta take care and see why you buy it and and you know uh, i'm 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 just not drawn to them mostly so that's that's I'm, I'm not going for stuff i don't like which is very simple and but i i'm you know it's a good um it's good for me yeah i mean and i think when um for people like us that have seen kind of what's happened and seen the crash of uh 
the 2018 with so many ICO projects that mm. um, you and I, I'm sure, both invested in a few that basically became valueless. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so it is, it's a lot easier to kind of have a jaded perspective because we've been through a little bit more turmoil when it comes to trying to figure out the next phase of this innovation. And uh, even in the DeFi phase, you know, I was a lot more cautious and trying to figure out before I jumped into anything. Um, and now you see DeFi, I, just like any project, right? Like it seems like we continue to build um, every day. There's always new use cases for blockchain technology and what kind of innovation is going to happen um, in our lifetime because of how quickly the space continues to develop and that we've kind of got to continue every time. It's really hard to... Um, to keep up with all of it because it's like every year there's something new. Yeah. And you, I mean, I catch myself where you are just fed up. Like it's too much. And you, I don't want to hear of this new collectible or this new coin and it's awesome. And you know, that's the, I, I missed a lot of stuff. I'm not right with, with, uh, and I, I think I made more, more mistakes than I got right. But if you, uh, it's, it's usually in investing, if you, get some really project right then then it's fine it, it will uh, even itself out or will get you in the plus but um yeah you have to really and i think at the moment it's really interesting because you can um 2017 it was very you know there was a crypto space there was some projects but it wasn't so fragmented like it's now you can really never touch nfts or never touch DeFi, but be like all in crypto uh, like 24 7 mm -hmm. and th this is interesting like uh, three years ago this this was not possible because we didn't have that that many no. use cases mm -mm. and yeah yeah no i i know exactly what you're saying i mean in 2017 everyone was trying to create their own you know, economic use case for their yeah. own currency, right? And um, and through that, you know, some have been successful, like Binance, for example, was it came out and during the ICO craze, and it was resilient, and, and they built a lot. And, you know, whether it's a whether it's a lasting technology, or, you know, decentralized versus centralized, all those types of arguments, yeah, yeah. what matters the most is that they they continue the developers really brought value to that coin. And some of the 2018 coins did but in 2018 that was all the projects right everyone was trying to figure out these use cases now you've got so many different types of use cases that there are their own sectors at this point uh and you know when you talk about um diversifying in the stock market it's like you can almost diversify in crypto and blockchain world now because you've got yeah. different sectors that um people invest in you've got you've you've got these ecosystems you've got the og um, blockchain technology and coins and now you've got these uh digital collectibles and it's just a matter of time until something that we're not even we haven't even thought of kind of hits mainstream right so um yeah I'm I'm curious because there's a lot of people that I think listen to this show that I want uh, to open up and the whole purpose of this podcast is to educate and to help people navigate and learn about the crypto space in general, all of the elements that kind of tie us together. And so because I have had a lot of people that are more focused on the NFT space, I, I'd like for you to kind of talk about kind of the um, development of 
Web 3.0 in terms of the infrastructure that blockchain and some of the projects that you're looking at and kind of take time to see kind of what the future of uh, Web 3.0 and the future of finance kind of could look like if you were to kind of give your best idea in four to five years, what kinds of things will be able to take place because of uh, crypto and blockchain? Uh, wow. <laughs> I mean, where to start? <laughs> um, um, basically, I think like like you said, like uh, with all these assets, and now we're at this point, we have different assets on the blockchain. You have like art on the blockchain, but you have like similar platform stuff, like more stock-like assets on the blockchain. And basically, I think in a few years, we have we will have everything on the blockchain, like real estate, like just wait for security tokens to come and, you know, this social tokens and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But it will be on a transparent layer, so you can't be so opaque about your structures. And Mm -hmm. I think it will be a lot easier to uh, weed out the, you know, the bad actors at, um, and the, the really the cash grabbers and all that on um, earlier time. So we get the right players into the market. I think you Web 3.0, I mean, basically the, the data, I mean, we are at the point where we really can give um, data value and data is the new oil i mean it's not nothing new and but we are uh, basically uh, we can't monetize it ourselves mm-hmm. so but we will be um, able to do it and i think we will be uh, able to monetize basically everything like our intention or our our time or you know, it's, it's, I don't know, web 3.0, it's just, you know, it's just decentralized. No? It's, mm-hmm. it's open. So you can't take down the sites. You can't shut down the servers. Mm-hmm. You know, Google can't say they, uh, they will kill your site because it um, does something wrong. Mm-hmm. But the community will at, uh, yeah. at some point, hopefully. It's not like we will, you know, have everything just wild west and it goes so but it will be the this decentralized governance systems and we see it like developing with with the different governance mechanisms we have to really decide on ourselves what we want to see when we want to see it and not being like you know victims to all this data which or all this advertising or this this con- this waves of consumption that basically we are you know we are we are we are fed with the products and and i think we will web 3.0 will bring us in to a new era where we will decide more for ourselves yeah. and we will be uh, we will be more educated about why we decide stuff and at least that's what I hope. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a very, very broad answer, but I, no, I, I, I honestly don't know how it's to hard because It's hard it, because it is constantly evolving. But one thing that you really just touched on that resonated with me is the whole aspect of the community being able to have that transparent um, ledger that you can see if someone promises you, you something, you can see if they followed through with it, right? Yeah. And the community yeah. almost becomes the uh, governance, like you said, because the community is always going to push the the agenda of what's right rather than allowing bad actors to kind of take the take the forefront, which is um, honestly those bad actors is what kind of collapses projects because when you put the too much power in the hands of a few some just take it and do the wrong things with it and the projects that really excel are the ones that are so focused on building the future that the community sees it and those are the projects mm -hmm. that continue to grow it, it almost reminds me back in the day when a company starts and in order to get new investors in the stock exchange they offer dividends and they show you these things that they're going to do for you as the consumer and give back to you. And a lot of those things you don't see anymore because uh, because they, there's so many people that just access uh, like a stock almost like a gambling token. They, they think that this company is doing really well. And because of that, there's no need to look at their financials and what they do for their mm. stockholders because mm. it's I'm looking at the price. I'm not looking and valuating everything about the company anymore. And I think uh, in time, we're going to see kind of that transfer over to all of this type of wealth that is being created in essence that may not even really be factual should start transferring over to communities that um, – that are giving back to the people that they they help. And Facebook's a good example, right? Like they they monetized their user base. And so does Google, yeah. right? They monetize yeah. their user base. The people that are the people that are actually using the platform and initially thought it was awesome, we are the people that uh, they're making money off of. And so whenever you have someone, an actor like that, that they don't care about you. You are, except that your, your attention is on the platform. That's the, that's how they make money. Um, and so it's really important to think about the future of technology and what it can do to make, to bring down that barrier to where, uh, the community can kind of tell the organization, no, we're not okay with that, or, uh, we're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we just also need new business models, you know, just business models that, that they they are just not for, for our decentralized future and for our global future. I think it's it just have to change and there's just, um, you know, they're, they're just profiting too few and even if you look at the stock market like you, you touch that i mean there are people i mean at the moment it's crazy because because um we have this practices like share buybacks and and all these companies not acting for their vision or for their users um they are mostly acting for themselves or their shareholders mm -hmm. so i think having the broader society, the really base of users um, interested at heart when you, um, you know, develop a project, um, develop 
product or bring it out there, I think should be um, uh, the, the, the most important thing for, for builders. And I think transparency, transparency can help us a lot. And I, there's also, I think there's a lot of, there's, there has been a shift, I think, when people looking for a job now, they're, they look more to, you know, building something valuable, something which brings something to your life, but doesn't hurt others. And um, I love to see that because I think we, it's not a zero sum game out there. We really can build stuff and uh, share profit. And I, I think crypto is a big tool. And if we utilize it uh, right, then, you know, it can, it can be awesome. Yeah. Okay. I want to ask one more question, then we're going to open it up to people that are in the audience and kind of get some interaction. If you are in the audience and you have a question for Bidum, um, go ahead and hit that request. So that way, once we get to that point, I'll be able to just pull you up. So one, the last question I have for you, Bidum, is um, I know that a lot of projects and coins um, are, when we first got involved, you had the white paper, right? You, that was kind yeah. of how you learned about a project. And uh, it's even worse now with, uh, <laughs> with some of these uh, like avatar projects. All you see on their website is like, oh, when we have 50% sold, we're going to give you merchandise. And like, it's almost, <laughs> it's kind of humorous to think uh, I'm going to yeah. invest a lot of money and like, this is all the like promise I'm getting. But uh, in terms of like tokens and like the for people that maybe are into NFTs and avatars and want to start learning about, you know, different um, blockchain projects and coins, uh, what are some of the best websites and places that have been developed to do research? Like where do you kind of go to do your research on a project? I mean, I always check out their site, their Discord, their YouTube channels. If they have some uh, interviews with the founders, I want to see it. There are like some good podcasts out there. There's a site, NFT Plaza. There's a Let's podcast. They got good content. NFT Culture brings really good content uh, around this collectibles and they they go, you know, into the, the economics and the smart contracts and really uh, watching their channel can, can help you a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I would recommend checking out their their content. It's really awesome, especially if you look into um, collectible uh, tokens. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and Bidam, I want to ask one more follow-up question to that. If, um, yeah, sure. if you are trying to request, and for some reason it's not letting you, please go ahead and shoot me a tweet with your question or direct message me um, so that I can make sure to get as many questions as possible. Because um, right now I am not seeing a lot of people requesting, and I don't want, if there is an error on the Twitter spaces, and I, I want to make sure to get your questions answered. So if for some reason you're not able to come off mute, but you still want a question, um, go ahead and hit up my uh, Twitter or my DM, so that way we can ask um, as many questions live with Bidum as possible. Um, Bidum, one thing that I know that you've been working on uh, is trying to help educate people. And I know this space, I'm sure, helped a lot of people kind of understand kind of where, as an investor that's been in the space a little longer, where our minds are at um, with everything that's been happening in the space. But tell me a little bit more about kind of, I'm, you've got a, a great Twitter profile, 
that you continue to use to help educate people. Um, what are what is some of your goals like in the in the next few months of just continuing to try to help people learn about the space and crypto in general? Um, yeah, I'm I'm. I'm experimenting basically i mean we have this nft spaces where we do regularly um twitter spaces and we had a few collectors amas a few discussions like for copyrights for example or pricing eve versus usd and we i try to get people um on there that you know have experience and uh, opinion to share, share so i will keep doing that um i think there's a lot of untapped potential in the metaverse uh, in terms of education so i am looking into you know building more in in, in, in uh, on on land and maybe you know tr- just trying stuff, having like some uh, events, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, uh, this this will be like I th- uh, I think the the next few months I will really focus on that. Yeah, I just love what you've been doing in this space and trying to help educate people. Please make sure that you follow Bidum on Twitter to continue getting his updates. We're going to move on to some live questions now. Please hit those request buttons if you have a question. Um, And as we get ready to transition to the community corner where it's all about you guys, and I'm going to take kind of a backseat so you can ask questions to Bidum, please retweet so as many people can find us live and be able to get their questions answered and learn a little bit more from Bidum himself. So now let's go ahead and transition while I bring some people up into Community Corner. All right, our first question, um, I've got Nosy coming up on stage, but I did have someone hit up my DMs. He said, this, this is from Dark's NFT. His question is, is there any specific project or metaverse that has piqued your interest at all? Um... I look at all of them, basically. I mean, not all of them, but but like the biggest, like Decentraland, Somnium, CryptoVoxel, Sandbox, of course. I think these are the four um, biggest, and they uh, have all different specs, so it depends on what you're trying to build. Um, if it's for gaming, I think the, the um, sandbox will be very interesting. Uh, Somnium is more VR focused. Um, like uh, I'm, I'm at the moment doing a lot of crypto boxes because it's really easy to use, really to e- uh, really open. You can build a lot of awesome stuff, and you can, you know, it's great. I think the central land is. Um, more if you uh, it, it just look looks different um i think at the moment we have still an open race and it will be very interesting if bigger players can come into the game but i look i i don't have a clear clear winner i look at all of them and what they bring new to the table right we got to continue to watch the development of the metaverses um there's some of them are just constantly in development right now and i think that's a good measure right to see which ones aren't all about the hype but they're just constantly working with developers and projects to try and get people into their metaverse space all right nosy thanks for joining us on stage um you're up next 
Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for the conversation. Um, yeah, I was just curious if you, bit of, I, you know, I was in and out of your guys' conversation. Um, in, uh, apologies if you've already talked about it, but just curious if you've uh, dabbled in NFT liquidity pools or staking NFTs as a kind of new platform and new functionality with, with uh, uh, NFTs. And if you have, what are some, some of the things you are looking, uh, what, what excites you in that space? Um, I have not, but uh, the space is very exciting, honestly, because I see a future where I can just use my collection, my art, just as collateral for, you know, taking out loans or have, having different um, um, stuff. I, I don't know uh, the... the I know some projects, but I'm not really up to date. But it's definitely I'm I am looking into it because I think it bring will bring a lot of value t uh, to collectors when we figure out how to price stuff. You know, if the when the market is more more liquid, we have uh, more data flowing around. It's it's it will take some time, but it's definitely a big value propositions are just staking your NFT and getting getting something out of it um, and not having to flip them necessarily is, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great thing. And I focus, I'm looking forward to it, but I don't have any project. That's, a, that's awesome. I, I think one thing that is really fascinating is when you kind of see the intersection of some of the different spaces, right? Because you've got NFTs and now you've got certain F NFTs that you know and that um, people in terms of lending or being able to use as collateral know that the value is going to stay there because of the yeah. what the artist has done and just because of their name presence. You know, a Beeple, for example, is probably going to be something that people know is going to hold value and are, are going to be okay with using as collateral. Um, and that's kind of a really cool, fascinating thing, right, Bidum, to see kind of that overlap of DeFi and the digital space coming together yeah absolutely i mean it's it's like a pawn shop, a shop baby basically where you <laughs> go and you have your valuable stuff and i think in the future you will be able to do that with you know real estate security tokens and basically everything you own like in like digital assets because you know that the, the line between digital and uh the real world in quote unquote will get very blurry at mm -hmm. some point where we don't differentiate that much. So I think that this is just a, one of, you know, really great uh, touching point between DeFi and NFT. And it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Um, Nosy, great question. Thank you so much. Bit of a follow-up question to that too. I'm curious: Is there any cool. sort of um, is there an artist in the NFT space or collectible that you um, maybe a top artist that you like the most? Yeah, I mean, she, she is. I'm I'm a big fan of Raluca. She is in the space right now, Raluca Bararu, and I, I think I. I this was not totally right, but uh, yeah, I tried my best. Um, and she, uh, I mean, I 
I'm very vocal about this, but she is a unique artist. She has a great mindset, and you know, I see Arkan here, I see Idol here, I see I see a lot of great artists I really like, and um, Zen, of course. But I mean, um, but if in terms of if you look at my collection, it's definitely Raluca. <laughs> well, you know, one thing that is that kind of goes to show you find someone that you think maybe is undervalued, but is creating amazing work. And it sounds like that's kind of your your person. And um, I just followed her as well. So I can keep up with her, encourage everyone to do the same thing. Um, Bidham, do you think uh, this uh, if you have a question, we're in community corner now, I'm kind of jumping in because I don't have any other requests at the moment, but please hit that request button if you'd like to ask Bidham a question. Um, do you see, and this is something I've noticed more, Bidham, I have a podcast, right, that is um, completely hosted. Every single guest that I've had on my show doesn't even know my identity. And in Web 3.0, your, your identity is going to be more about the what you have to offer and what you do in the space um, more so than like who you are as a person or what you know you've done in the world before that um, I think it's a fascinating concept to be able to build almost like an identity in in web 3.0 have you thought much about like kind of what that looks like um, in five to ten years when metaverse is much more prominent in like in in culture and in the media? Um, absolutely. I think identity is basically one of the aspects that still prevents us from doing a lot of stuff like, for example, under collateralized loans or something mm. where we have, we have to tie our identity and it doesn't have to be our names. It has to be our actions and what we do and to be ac accountable. I mean, Probably we have to have our names at some point, depending on what we do. But I think, um, yeah, we, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard because this, this space started like pseudonymous. Uh, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, we have Satoshi, so I can't, the, um, that going away, but I see a lot of misuse as well, where you have people saying they are something who they are not. Mm -hmm. And I think this is not for long in terms, so it will come uh, out at some point. And I think the, the identity is not so much who we are, how we look, um where we're from it's more what we do which is way more important and right. way more valuable so i'm i think it's super important to get this identity on blockchain right i know a lot of projects trying to do it uh, nothing has stuck so far but it's it's very important and very interesting yeah the the what you're saying about like your actions are going to speak louder than your words i mean you can always um you can impress someone with your education or your background or things that you've done in the past, but it's more about what you do in the community in the future and what you bring to the table. That is the most important thing. Um, not so much about, uh, you know, I, even though, um, you know, I may not have my identity as a person. 
uh, and like my name attached to this show, I still have an identity in terms of what I produce every day and what I'm going to continue to work in terms of bringing education to this community. And I think that's in the long run, in a year or two years, people start to just trust because you've built that trust from the ground up instead of promising a bunch of things and never executing on them. Absolutely. I mean, for me, it was like the same because I'm, you know, I don't have my identity tied to this account and I won't do it. But um, especially when you get a larger following, you get some kind of responsibility and you have to decide, you know, what to share and um, uh, what to put out there and and who you want to be or who you are and portraying that. So um, it's, it's very interesting, but I think it's also part of this new world where... Um, it's not so important where you're from, what you've studied is more, you know, what what you bring to the table. I think uh, we see it with a lot of um, jobs like developers, you know, uh, who cares what you, where you studied. If you can build it, you you are a developer. You 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 can code this, and uh, you will get the job because of your qualifications and your experience. And I think this is a very it's a better way to go than we are doing now, where we you know uh, value like big schools or mm-hmm. college educations. And yeah. I think this 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 will be interesting. What ties into our identity? Because we have basically uh, our bank accounts pretty open, at least our crypto accounts, and you can lo- look into it. And um, uh, yeah, I, I'm I don't know how it will how it will go. Honestly, yeah. How how many misuse? It's going to be really interesting to watch kind of the development of Web 3.0, you know, even just in 2018, some of the metaverse stuff, I, I wouldn't have even thought about, you know, and, and so it's like every, mm. <laughs> every single time or like seeing the punks go and have a floor of 20 Ethereum, like that blows my mind, yeah. you know, you wouldn't, we yeah, never absolutely. would have thought otherwise, obviously, every, every uh, investor that's been in it would have a lot more in, of bags of those types of things if we saw the potential in them. But, you know, the, it continues to evolve the space continues to develop and we're continuing to learn together and we're going to continue to do that. Raluca actually had uh, messaged me and, and wanted me to ask you, and this is a good final question and very, um, this question is awesome because it's in the news right now. And I was, uh, I was tempted to ask you a question about this. So now it just pushed me to, to pushed it back to the forefront. So okay. um, did you hear about the Zuckerberg announcement about Facebook working on in, in transitioning from basically being known as a social media company to a metaverse company? Metaverse. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that today. Yeah. And it's not surprising. Uh-huh. No, it's not surprising. Well, they, they, they're they smart, right? And any sort of big yeah. corporation is going to try to, if they see a trend, it's the exact same sort of announcement that Facebook made about Libra, right? Like, oh, like, yeah. and that was right around the ICO phase. It's like they're trying to catch in and make sure they're not left out of the dust because there's all kinds of revenue and and potential to be made in that space. But do you think, uh, what do you think the impact on um, like Facebook or someone like that entering a metaverse world will be to some of the current metaverse builders that are already in the space? Um, 
I think at the beginning it will be very separated because you know I, I, I think the, the current the people who are here now and are building don't care about that you know they, they won't jump on the bandwagon of uh, Facebook because they they don't uh, they won't have a decentralized system it's, I mean if they would do that I uh, great more power to them but they won't do that mm -hmm. they can't do that basically. Mm -hmm. So I think the people that are now building here have very clear values in mind and they won't give up their power, their, their um, decentralization, transparency and all this stuff, um, permissionless and all the stuff um, for, you know, being on the bigger boat. And it will be very interesting in the future how it will play out because I think we are past that, to be honest. So I don't think big players can like divert the values away from the, the, the original value proposition and just, you know, forget about all this right stuff and all this decentralization, just come out, uh, consume our advertising and play <laughs> on our world. Yeah. I don't think uh people and 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 i think people will you know wake up in the fortnight and in the facebooks and even in twitter you know twitter we uh, I'm, I'm on twitter and i use it but i'm very well aware that it, it is a time it's it's just a solution for now yeah it's not if it's i, I would love to be on a decentralized twitter spaces where we all own our token, tokens and we have we can decide where the development goes. And I think this is the future. And I think we have a lot of people that understand it now, and especially because we get educated, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, like you said, you stayed around for years looking at, uh, into that stuff, and uh, especially the artists uh, coming into the space, I see the same. Mm -hmm. So, um, and education is power. And I, I think the people that will jump on the big bandwagon aren't that educated. So I hope in the end, the, the right values will win. And these companies will just join the other metaverses or will, you know, they, they will have their, their games, but I think it's a limited lifeline. Yeah. This. Yeah, I agree. I tend yeah. to agree with that take. I think um, if they were to all of a sudden produce something, there would be a user base because they would make it really easy for their current user yeah, base to transfer over. But then as people educate and as people learn about what you know, blockchain is really um, here for, and as there's more um, as there's more awareness, there's also more voices. And as more people understand the power of blockchain, it trickles in it trickles into um, pop culture and you know, Elon Musk talking about decentralization. And um, one thing I think that is just the general uh, the the general power of the spread of information that comes with the web and with uh, web 2.0 you saw it a little bit but with web 3.0 it's going to be a lot easier to educate yourself and to be able to understand um, the value proposition of decentralization and giving power back to individuals to be able to work together and be able to build a really strong society that we don't need um, as many guardrails to 
to have to hurdle over to have an equal opportunity and access to because of yeah. a government that we're uh, or a country that we're born into. It allows us to be able to have power to say, you know, we're, we're all we are all humans and we're all in uh, this this innovation together. And as as individuals, we want to see the continued growth of um, building each other up at the end of the day. I'd- Absolutely. And I want to add something because we are tend to be very Western focused in our, you know, economically view. But this is not the future. There's so much potential out there. And there are people that really in, in just different countries that really understand the value of having a able of a currency which you own, of being able to vote. And you know, have a, a, a government acting in in your interest that value the stuff way more than we in you know in the Western world, quote unquote. Say I'm from Germany, and I you know I it's we don't have problems like that, that other countries have. Mm-hmm. And this is the first global market. The cryptocurrency market is the first borderless market you know if you look at the stock market it's horrible if i want to buy a stock from korea you don't know how many hoops i got to jump through so i think this power alone is, is pretty unstoppable and and these you know people from these countries they they can earn money uh, uh which means so much to them that that we sometimes can't understand. And I think these rights are uh, more valued at, at our places. And so I think this is often overlooked. Yeah, I think the the uh, aspect of like becoming a more borderless um, society, uh, that doesn't happen in the traditional finance world. That doesn't happen in the traditional business world. That happens in the innovation of blockchain and Web 3.0. That's when you can become borderless and be able to live in uh, in Africa, but be able to help someone with a project in, in Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and absolutely. and be able to and be able to really grow something that's bigger than yourself. So, Bidum, thank you so much for taking time. Make sure thank you, man. Th- uh, make sure to go and follow Bidum. If this is your first time coming into the Crazy About Crypto Show, please also follow the Crazy About Crypto Show. I'd really love to have you for another podcast. If you ever miss any of our shows, we're on the Crazy About Crypto Show dot com, and we have all of our um, recorded episodes live on there as well. So please. Uh, and Bidum, this episode will be live. If you missed any of this uh, this chat, you can find it. I'll have it uploaded here in just a little bit. So please make sure to subscribe and set your notifications so you get updates. And um, we will be back on Monday for another show. And Bidum, in the meantime, I'm going to try, uh, we already talked about this, but I'm going to try to make my way over onto a Spaces because you do a great job leading Spaces as well. So I'm going to try to make my way and, and hopefully have a chat with some of the people that uh, actively join your spaces as well yeah we we will make that happen awesome i'm excited to continue to get to know you bit um already through the chat we've had today and in our dms look at you as a as a friend and continue want to grow and learn from you as well so thanks for thanks for coming on and we'll be in touch and speak soon yeah sure thanks for having me thanks to all the listeners and yeah 
All right, everyone. Until next time, we'll see you. This has been the Crazy About Crypto Show. Have a good one, and we'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye.